you are here on purpose with a purpose by design and not by default and it is your time right now to share your story on right now hello and welcome back to right now an author's platform i am pamela hinkle and i am so excited to be with you today because we're continuing this amazing series of the women of power, specifically the women of the power voice. This is a powerful season. These episodes, these shows, these podcasts, man, this is just woo! having this series of all of these women has been so encouraging and inspiring. And guess what? There's more today. I have with me today, Delisha Murray in the house. Hello, Delisha. Hello, Pamela. It's great to be here on the Pamela show. (laughs) It is so great to have you here. And I'm super excited to be in your presence and just watch your story get unpacked before us all so that we're then really know you when we go pick up the Women of the Power Voice book and we read your chapter, we're like, yeah, right? Because I've heard her, I've been able to know her a little bit. And so we have all this time together, you and me and our audience tonight, today, whenever it is that you're watching it, to just really unpack, pull back the veil, whatever you wanna call it, and, and go there because your story matters. Delisha, there's lives out there hanging in the balance, waiting to hear from you. So with no further ado, my first question to you is, who are you? <laughs> who am I? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> so um, many may know me as an author, a speaker, inspirational speaker, a result, a transformation results coach. I also am a millennial empowerment catalyst where I get to encourage and inspire young women around the world yes. through my story. And um, I'm someone's good daughter, good auntie, mm-hmm. <laughs> someone's good, good wife. Not yet, but I'm speaking it into existence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious mm-hmm. note, who is Delisha? I would say Delisha's a girl that's trying to live her purpose, the purpose that God has designed for her to live and to impact lives. You know, she's doing it on his terms. You know, she's trying to deny herself, as the Bible would say, and follow Christ. And yeah, that's who Delisha is. Wow. Trying to deny herself and follow Christ. That is simple words to say, but a very profound meaning. Why don't you talk about that a little bit more? What does that mean to deny yourself? Does that mean like you're not going to eat? What does that mean to you to deny yourself so you follow him? Well, to be honest, it's not, it's not easy. It's not an easy journey. You know, I believe in God (laughs) and my faith grows stronger and stronger each day when I fast when I pray just to get connected closer with God, Mm -hmm. making sure that my life is aligning with his word. 
And can I tell you, there are some times when I'd be like, you know, Leisha, you're not supposed to say that or do this. And, you know, you'll hear this voice, this positive voice speaking to you, go and apologize. And I'll be like, no, I'm not going. <laughs> you know, or you should you should not have said that. You're like, why not? You know, and then the voice would nag me. No, you need to apologize. That is not Christ-like, you know. And then, you know, you get so tired of that voice nagging. You'd be like, okay, I apologize. I'm sorry. You know, I probably said it wrong. And it wasn't my intention to hurt you or say it the way I probably did. And you take it the way you did. But if I have offended you, then I'm sorry. You know, you're just trying to live that godly life. Not to say that you're perfect or you're ignorant, but, you know, you're just trying to live peaceful and with harmony and just living on purpose for God. So that for me is, you know, just obeying God's word. Hmm. That is really beautiful. You said um, on purpose, living on purpose for God. That means it's a choice, right? It is. That is so pot. What were you going to say? Were you going to add something to that? <laughs> no, no, I was going to say it is. It is a choice. And that's a choice that I boldly, oh, take. <laughs> well, I totally hear you because you mentioned a couple of things that I just would like to circle back to that you connected to, um, well, denying yourself, number one, and living on purpose for God, number two. And one of the first things you said is listening to that conviction on the inside of you. You called it that still small voice or that voice of God, that conviction within you, that um, unction within you mm -hmm. uh, to say, don't do that. Don't say that. Or if you did, to go back and do whatever you need to do to make things right. Even when it was something that you didn't you didn't feel was out of line or wrong, but you have this this unction, this feeling within that things are not right between you and somebody else, that you're going to be the peacemaker. That was another thing you said. Well, certainly he's the prince of peace, right? So here you are going back and doing your part to make peace, uh, even if you didn't necessarily feel like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. It doesn't matter. There's a rift here between, and that causes, you know, disharmony, mm -hmm. disgrading, you know, everything, disintegrating when, when that's there. So what I'm pulling out of what you're saying is as a woman of God, a child of the King, living in harmony and peace, you are willing to deny yourself, meaning uh, what it makes me not, not to be abusive to yourself or anything like that. But if you're going to be on living for God on purpose, then you're going to be like, Okay, you need to go apologize. Okay, you need to go be a blessing over here. All those little things that I think people forget about mm. because serving him doesn't mean some big grandiose scale. It's just serving him in our world that we're in, right? And so I just wanted to circle back to that because I really thought that was powerful that um, denying yourself and living on purpose with God was apologizing when you needed to, keeping your mouth shut when you didn't want to, come on, yeah. <laughs> obeying whether you want to or not, yeah, mm -hmm. like that, those are like some pretty powerful steps, sounds so simple, right, but not always as simple as it sounds, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not, even with the fasting purpose, you know, when you 
when you need something from God, when you want to get a clear answer, God, am I doing it right? Or what is your purpose for, for my life? Um, am I in the will of God? And you know, um, and it talks about prayer and fasting. And you know, sometimes you don't even feel like getting up in, to pray. Better right. yet, turning on your plate to fast. So it is a struggle, but then the intention is, what do you want? You know, what do you want from God? What do you need from God? You need that deposit. So, hey, if I need that deposit, I must turn on my plate. I must go to God praying. Mm -hmm. And when I pray, actually believing that what I say is going to come to pass. Yes. So it is it is a process and it's not easy. But, mm -hmm. hey, what do you want? <laughs> oh, come on now. It's not easy. But what do you want? Did you hear that? <laughs> that is so cool. Um, I heard a saying a while back that said that you don't have to struggle with the juggle. Mm. I thought that was so powerful. And that's what I'm hearing you say right now in essence is you don't have to struggle with the juggle. If we will do what we're supposed to do on purpose, make those decisions and those choices, we'll still juggle. Mm. But we don't have to struggle with it. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that gives us a starts to give us a little bit of a peek into you, but we want to go further, Delisha. We want more. <laughs> we want more. So tell us how in the world did you end up connecting with the legendary Les Brown uh, that led you into Power Voice and all the way, of course, to the anthology, The Women of the Power Voice. So back up the train and tell us a little bit about how that came to be. So I recall going into the office and I heard my supervisor talking about this Mr. Les Brown. Mind you, I've never, you know, really followed Mr. Les Brown. And um, yeah, she was just talking about him. Oh, Mr. Les Brown, he could speak this and that. He has encouraged me, has inspired me. And she was talking about a program that he um, was sharing that day or that probably that the day before. And um, she was just saying, what a great program. And when she typed in, yes, because the, the um, I guess he was asking, if you're really serious about joining this program, type in yes, and my assistant will get back to you. And I was like, do you think that actually works? And um, she was like, well, why not try it? So I already blocked it out of my head. You know what? I'm not trying it because Mr. Les Brown, come on, you know, that's money. <laughs> <laughs> and I already, I already embedded in my mind, girl, you know, you ain't got it. So don't even think about it. <laughs> so, but um, my spirit still asks her, well, give me the information, you know, I'll, I'll try it and see um, what is this program all about? Or who is this Mr. Les Brown? What is he doing um, to encourage and inspire you? And that I can use the same thing too. And she gave me the information. So the next day, I went on, I, I added him, added um, his his Facebook page, and I saw that he was on that page speaking again, talking about his program. Are you hungry to speak? You have a story in your belly. And I was like, wow, wow, what a powerful message he gave that day. And so I just say, you know what? Let me try this out. I press yes, I'm interested. So when I pressed yes, I saw the message came back into my inbox. It said that, um, are you willing and able to um, sign up for this program? He well, they, they showed the different types of program he had at that time. And I was like, okay, program sound good. And I went through the program detail by detail to see, understand what the program all about. And when I saw the amount, I say, Lord, 
you know, I have this amount. Mm-hmm. I don't even know about this. And I recall, you know, going to bed and saying, no, if that's what you want, then go after it. You know, don't worry about the money. You know, if you really want it, then go get it. Yeah. And I remember saying, you know what, daddy, I need to borrow this money and I'll pay you back. And um, I was kind of nervous because I was like, you know what? He probably is going to ask you, what you want to do with this money? No, you're not going to do this, um, spend all this money on this program or spend this money on that. And I said, you know what? I'm going to still ask. And so I did. And he was like, okay. He gave the money to me and I immediately signed up for that program. And can I tell you, oh my goodness, that program changed my life. I recall being in class with Mr. Les Brown and Mr. John Tellerico. And when all of the women and men were just sharing their story. And I remember Mr. John Tellerico saying, if you want to share your story, then, you know, just raise your hand. I say, I don't want to share my story because, you know, I'm still in my story. I'm still embarrassed about my story. And I was still afraid to share it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to step out on faith. I don't even know what got into me, but all I know, my hand was up. <laughs> and when the 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 um, emoji hand raises up, I said in my mind, it's not going to go on me no how. That's just up there, you know. And I think he called on two person. And after those two person would have finished sharing their story, he's like, Delisha Murray's like, hmm? <laughs> Is he really talking to me? You know, I couldn't actually believe that it was actually happening. And he was like, yeah, Delisha Murray. I said, oh, a lot. You got to give me the words to say. Give me the words to speak. And so even though I fumbled, um, scared, shaken, and nervous, I was able to share my story. And when I was finished, Mr. Les Brown was like, wow, drop the mic. I said, really? <laughs> Because <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was a dream that came true. I was like, ooh, dreams actually do come through. And um, when he said, drop the mic, and he was like, you, people need to hear your story. You have lives there that you're going to change. And by the way, you're going to be in my summit. So I said, I sat there numb, like, is this actually happening? Um, Is he really talking to me? Because, you know, I already said in my head and, you know, the chatter, the negative chatter, girl, you didn't even sound good. You know, you shouldn't even share your story. You know, you should have keep that to yourself. And then when he said those words, I was like, whew, it reminded me of the words that God had told me a long time ago that what you're going through, your story, your pain, what you're going through is not to break you, but it's to break barriers of your mind and help to reach another generation. And Mr. Les Brown confirmed that. He actually confirmed those words to me. Wow, "Wow, God, you are amazing. You are so, so amazing. And because of that one change, my supervisor said, Mr. Les Brown, you know, she came, that was my divine connection, my divine alignment to get on my, on the purpose journey. And I was like, wow, from one word from my supervisor that day, talking about this, Mr. Les Brown changed my life. So yes, that's how I got in contact with him. That is just so amazing. And I and I want to hear more of your backstory. And I know we all do. But before we go there, I want to ask you this question. You said um, that 
Mr. Brown said, first of all, drop the mic, which means for those of you who don't know what that means, it means an amazing speech, amazing thing you said. There is nothing else left to be said, so just drop the mic. That so it's 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 a it's a compliment. It's a high high compliment. So to have him looking at you across the Zoom room and saying, you know, mic drop moment, and then saying, wow wow wow, your story matters. You got to tell people about your story. You're gonna be in my summit. What was going through your mind? <laughs> To be honest, Pamela, I sat there numb, like, who is this really happening? And, you know, after he was done talking and speaking that um, John Tellerico is going to help you um, shape, um, you know, just make your story a little organized and, and all that good stuff. And I was like, what just happened? You know, what just happened? <laughs> And so I had persons reach out to me. Oh my goodness, that was amazing. You changed my life, girl. Oh man. And it's like, oh God. So, you know, I just sat there. You know, I just sat in that moment, like, who, <laughs> you know, wake me up. Yeah. <laughs> Is it really happening? <laughs> so that moment was, you know, life changing. And I would always go back to the word that, hey, miracles do happen it doesn't matter where you come from where you live who your parents is what background you came from once there is a purpose on your life and everyone has a purpose you know it's just up to you are you seeing that purpose are you looking closely in the eye of rejection are you looking closely in the eye of hopelessness you know those little things has a story behind it and that story is for you to understand where you're going but I keep reminding myself, Delisha, are you looking closely in that to see what is the lesson that you need to learn in order to carry on to your journey? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So now I'm thinking about what you said at the beginning about, you know, on purpose, on purpose. Right. And that all of these different things, I, the whole idea of surrendering and choosing, having your own choice and how you chose to type in yes mm. yeah. and what if you had said eh. mm. right and then you knew that you were going to have to ask for help for assistance yes. to be able to pay for this and and what if you said ah no like that chatter got so loud that you were just like no and Pamela, now that you said, and sorry not to cut you off. No, but you're fine. Go right ahead. Cut me off anytime. <laughs> now that you said that, you know, those chatters and those um, negative thoughts that keep ramping in your mind, it's all there to just distract you, you know. And if you're not paying attention, if you're not looking closely, you will miss being in a line with purpose. So now that you say that, I had to realize that, hey, no, yes, the negative chatter was there. Yes, I had to fight through all of them. But no, I'm not going to allow them to suck me in. Yes, it's going to be there. But hey, you have to overcome those things. So you have to speak to those things. Yes, the nervousness is there. Yes, I'm scared. But at the end of the day, I know who holds my hand. I know who holds my purpose. And guess what? He told me that he gave me the power to declare and to speak to those things. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. And because you acted on that. You went and you asked for the help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You received it. Yeah. Now think about it. You could have taken that money and, you know, gone shopping. 
Yep. Right? <laughs> yep. So true. <laughs> but you invested in yourself. And this is a point I want everybody to be hearing is the importance of investing in yourself because it's not selfish. It's selfless so to true. invest in yourself because when we're in the right state, and I don't mean like Minnesota, Tennessee, I mean the right state here then we're able to be better out there to the world around us. So when you invested into you, you were investing into the world. You were investing into your purpose, your destiny. You were saying yes to it. And then you had to show up for class. So true. <laughs> right? You had to show up. And then when you felt that little raise your hand, you had to do it. And if you hadn't, you wouldn't have had that moment. And Mr. Brown said, you need to be, you're not need to be, you're going to be in my summit. Mm. Think about this, how all the dominoes had to line up and then God just went flick on down the road because somebody mentioned Les Brown because you were willing to type in yes, because you were willing to do whatever it takes. Are we willing and able? We're able through God. Are we willing? That's on us. You were willing to go ask for help. And then you were willing to make the investment and show up, put your hand up, and then you're asked to be on the summit. So what was it like to share the, the cyber stage with the legendary Les Brown? Woo! <laughs> that was a feeling. <laughs> it, it The feeling was amazing and also nerve-wracking but then in order for me to in order for me to um, overcome those nerve-wracking I had to remind myself that hey Delisha that there's a story in you persons need to hear your story persons need to know that they can get up persons need to know that hey if you overcame those things that they can do it too i had to take it from just being about me just being pretty just being able to speak um you know with the makeup the glam you know you're on the stage with les brown i had to remind myself that hey no you're there for a purpose so it was scary but hey i was like whoo <laughs> This is what confirmation has has led for me to know that, hey, there's purpose for you and your story matters. So, yeah. Okay, so here we are. We've brought it almost up to current. We still have to get to the book. But before we go forward to the book, we're going to go backwards. So here we have you on stage with Les Brown. <laughs> here we have you giving your story to him and him saying, drop the mic. We go back to... Um, the moment that you asked for help. And that's something you should, it's okay to ask for help. We're here to help each other, right? Mm -hmm. We're not an island unto ourselves. We're a community. To you saying yes, all the way back to your supervisor. So tell us, we've gotten back to the supervisor, but Mr. Brown said your backstory was mic dropping. So can we have a mic dropping moment here with you? Tell us about you and your backstory that brought you up to the place your supervisor is talking about Les Brown. Can you bring us there? Yes. Yeah, so my backstory is that even though mm -hmm. I'm an author, speaker, um, coach, millennial farming catalyst, it was never, it was 
it was not always like that at all. Not always. I was just that shy, timid girl, Delisha, you know, the one who depleted herself all because she needed self-love. She needed approval. The one who allowed her mother ill, mental illness to drive her life. The one that cried day, morning and night, morning, evening and night. <laughs> Yes. And while I'm talking about it, I could remember it like yesterday, you know, on the bus stop, just waiting on the jitney to drop me home. I remember, I recall just wearing my black pants, yellow shirt with the words say beautiful. <laughs> and I would always remember telling people, I only wish I felt that way that day, you know, and as I sat in that bus, I could remember the voices in my head just saying, you know, jump out the bus because the door was open. Jump out the bus. At least you won't be depressed anymore. You know, at least you don't have to worry about your mother anymore. At least you don't have to worry about whether you are perfect, whether you are enough, whether you are liked, you are loved, um, whether you are smart or good enough, you know. And I remember the voice just getting louder, even though I wanted to put a block to those negative chatter. And I remember it just getting louder. And I was like, whew, on the verge to get up. Oh. <laughs> and all I could recall is a voice saying, excuse me, a small, still voice, excuse me. And as I started to battle between those voices, the voice got louder, excuse me. I say, huh? You know, in shock, can I sit there? I said, oh, sure, yes, you can sit there. And she began to say, wow, you are such a beautiful young girl. And you know, as she was telling me this and affirming these things to me, the tears just started to drop. And you know, I just hurry up, turn my face because I didn't want her to see that, hey, I was having a bad day that day. I wanted to commit suicide that day. And I was mm -hmm. like, because of that young woman, that woman, she spoke life into me. And I was like, you know what? I'm here for a purpose. And because of that, I said, no. When I have to fight through this, go through the fire, go through the hell, <laughs> there's have to be something greater on the, on the other side. There has to be something greater in this pain. And so I remember every night crying, Lord, make it stop. Make the pain go away. But it didn't go away. It didn't go away. Every pain I had to face. Matter of fact, I needed to face in order to be the person I am standing here today. I'm able to help young women. I'm able to relate to young women, relate to what they are going, going through. Yes, depression nearly wanted to break me. Yes, the suicide nearly whew, wanted to take my life. Yes, all of these things came up against me. But at the end of the day, I recall getting up not under my strength, but the strength of the Lord. And I thank God every single day because it could have been worse. You would not have met Delisha today if she would have followed her pain. So, yeah. Oh, my. We would not know Delisha today if she had followed her pain. Yeah. That is so profound and so true. You said, um, that there was something greater than the pain mm. and that in order to find out what that was, what is that something greater than all of this garbage? Mm. What is greater? You said that the answer was to face 
the pain. Now that is absolutely true, right? But it's a different answer than what you get out and about and around, like you get coping tools, right? Mm-hmm. How to cope, how to live with. Yeah. And I'm not knocking any of those things because they're a value, of course. But you said that if I face the pain, that the pain's going to be gone. That doesn't mean the situation's gone. That doesn't mean everything's perfect, right? No, not but at all. I loved this. We face the pain. We don't merely cope with it. Mm. We face it. And because you faced it, now you're helping so many other women face it. Mm-hmm. And so can you just kind of take us on a little a little tour here with this? I, I want to know more about um, something that's greater than the pain that you find when you face the pain. Because yeah, man, that's a lot different than take this pill. Again, not against pills. It's a lot different than let's give you a toolbox of coping techniques. You're talking about having a powerful moment where you stand up and you face that pain. And I can see it. I can see you standing there facing it, like looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, we're dealing, we're doing this. So what does that mean in your eyes to face the pain? so that you can move past the pain. Yeah, so I, I'll give you that another story. I remember being rejected, you know, saying that, hey, you're not smart enough, you know, because of the background you came from. You know, you're not gonna go to college. You're not gonna be anyone. So I remember just keep facing rejection after rejection. When I would apply for a job, I would get turned down. And because I faced so much rejection, I would, I would think, I'm not good enough. I would hang on to those, you know, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. And because of all these words, they damaged me. I recall looking in the mirror and all I see was pain. All I see was a girl who don't even know herself, who don't even know purpose. All I see was tears rolling down. Why am I here? Why am I here? And every single time I wanted to give up, it's like something inside of me. Keep pushing, keep getting up, keep rising up. No, you can't stay there. Yes, you can rest, but you can't stay there. And so it was like, you know what? Let someone know, let a trusted friend know what you're going through, you know. And I recall being in groups, you know, because you're already embarrassed. I, I shared this post on, um, one day and I said that embarrassment would make you feel like, hey, you're the only one struggling. And when you feel like you're the only one struggling, you don't want no one to know what you're going through or better yet share, you know. And so I remember just surrounding myself with different women, um, different groups, you know, who could help uplift my spirit, who could speak life into me and say, no, no, you are not the rejected one. You know, look in that, look in that blanket closely. What are the lessons that you needed to learn? And for every single time I would ask myself, what is the lesson? Okay. The lesson one, you need to love yourself. Don't wait for persons to tell you that, hey, you're beautiful. Let yourself know that, hey, I am beautiful, fearfully, wonderfully made in the the eyes of God. You know, I had to remind myself that, hey, you don't have to wait for a man or to get married to treat you right. You know, once you start doing these things, then you start to attract these things. So I was on a journey to find Delisha, find what Delisha like, what Delisha want, you know, how to treat Delisha better so that she can be a gift or a blessing to others. And so that would 
facing all my pain, all whatever situation I was feeling that would um, facing it meant for me, just facing it. What are the lessons that you need to learn? Hey, love yourself better. Hey, you know, speak up a little bit more. Um, hey, a next thing is, you know, you don't have to stay there. You can get up. And at the end of the day, there's a girl who's waiting to hear you and say, you know what? You don't have to stay there, stay there too. You can get up. You don't have to allow that situation to tell you that, hey, you don't belong, that you are not going to be anything. No, you don't. I mind you, the, the chatter, they're going to come the, from the, from the, not even from yourself, not even from other person, but from yourself too, because you'd be like, who do you think you are? You know, and even though you can hear it from other person, you are trying to tell you, trying to ask yourself the same thing. You write, who do I think I am? You know, and I was like, no, I know what it is to be mistreated. I know what it is to be mishandled, but am I going to allow that to hold me back, hold the gift that's inside that needs to be unwrapped? And I was like, no. I know you are saying, who do you think I am? I'm saying that as well. Who do I think I am? But at the end of the day, I'm blocking out all the negative, the negativity out of my head and say, no, Delisha's not going to stay there. Delisha doesn't have to listen to the noise in the market. Delisha doesn't have to listen to her negative chatter either. You know, thank you. I know that they are there. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to rise beyond it. I'm going to let you know that, hey, you're not going to keep me down there. I can rise and I can overcome it. And so that's been a journey for me. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was amazing. I took so many notes when you were talking because there were so many gold nuggets there. So uh, you said words damaged you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, we have to come back to that. Because a lot of people are really careless with their words. Mm -hmm. And words are used to build or destroy. So you said words damaged you it's to the point that you looked in the mirror at yourself and all you saw was the pain. Wow. That is really powerful. What do you... Take us on a little journey about words being damaging. Yeah, words being damaging. You know, you hear it all the time. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. You know, a person said, you know, that's the truth, but that's not. You person said, you know, that words don't hurt, but words actually do hurt. And I had to realize that these words that persons were saying they only said it because it was said to them. They are also damaged too. And they don't need to, they don't understand how to deal with their pain. So I had to realize that, hey, Delisha, even though they are saying these words, that does not affect who you are. That does not affect your journey. You don't have to allow their words to speak, to be life in your life. And I had to get rid of that. I had to be like, you know what? Okay, I hear you. I hear you but that's not where I'm going. That's not where I'm going. Mm -hmm. So every time I hear negative words, I'll be like, okay, what is the last thing in it? You know, that person, she's hurting. That man, he is hurting. He doesn't know how to express himself. So in order to ex express himself because he has been, he or she has been hurt, they need to say these words. But all they are looking for is someone to affirm them, someone to say that, hey, you are beautiful. You are loved. You know, you don't have to go that way. So I had to realize that, hey, 
hurt people hurt people, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how I had to understand that on my journey. That's beautifully put. Hurt people hurt people. And you had a higher awareness yeah. instead of taking it personally. Are you hearing this, everybody? Are you hearing the wisdom? And yes, definitely a mic drop moment right there. Instead of taking it personally, and there obviously were things she had taken personally because you know some of her journey. Mm-hmm. But there is a place and a time where we realize, like you said, we have to stop taking it personally, that it is a reflection of where somebody else is at. And then you said you started realizing what they're saying or doing is because of the brokenness on the inside of them. And instead of taking it personally, you turned it around in a different manner, which is with words, mm-hmm. with words. But you also said that you found your community and and that in sharing with others, well, obviously their words were going to be uplifting. And so the damage caused by words was being undone, mm-hmm. new words being spoken, and you use the word freedom. So there came a freedom as you were freed from all those damaging words and you got in the right community. Yes. And isn't that so important, the right community? It is. It is important, Pamela. You know, we think that, hey, let me just stay to myself, you know, so that persons don't understand what I'm not. No, I'm not saying that, hey, you share your business with the world or, you know, if you're not healed from it yet, I, I advise you don't. But I advise you to, you know, go into those trusted community, those who can speak and pour into you, who can let you know that, hey, you know, I, I see where you're going, but I don't think you should go there yet. Because, you know, you haven't healed yet. You don't want to damage yourself more. You know, just healing yourself, just surrounding yourself with these person who can speak into you. And, you know, on being on that journey, it helps you to know who you really are. It helps you to see what are all those underlining that's been covered by all those layers of brokenness, brokenness, broken pieces, you know. And through all those broken pieces, no, um, don't, don't throw it away. But Mm -hmm. understand that, hey, this is why I was broken. This is why. Understand and then be able to share with that young girl who's facing the same thing that, hey, even though I went through this brokenness, even though the pieces tried to shatter me apart, Mm -hmm. you know, I can relate to you. But baby girl, oh, man, you don't have to stay there. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's so good. You don't have to stay there powerful powerful and that's exactly what has happened and and in your life and you have transcended from being in the yuck to having all of these aha moments across the way and here you are now empowering the world with your story because you knew deep down inside that your story mattered there were people to encourage you and uplift you so you went from this place of just down and out, wishing you weren't even here, to being on the summit with Mr. Les Brown, all because you chose to do it. So it wasn't easy, but you made the choice to get the right community, to change your thinking, to change maybe even the companies and communities, right? So true. Get out of that negative thing and get into the place where you can prosper because as you said it lives are hanging in the balance waiting that is so powerful i want to circle back to um 
you gave a few steps of how you broke that. You said, number one, you heard uh, within yourself, love who you are. So for people that are going, well, where do I start? Well, she told us, she said, love who you are. Maybe you don't love everything going on. Maybe you don't even love some of the choices you've made. But you know what? God loves you perfectly. You. And he's looking for you and I to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. right? Because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then you said, speak up. Get up. And then go help others. Do you have anything you want to say about those four steps? Yeah. So, Pamela, while you are repeating those, I look back mm -hmm. on my journey and I say, whew, it was a process. Mm -hmm. It was definitely a process. But everything I went through prepared, prepared me for this process. And I can't tell you that, hey, it didn't hurt or <laughs> I wish it didn't happen. But at the end of the day, when I look at this beautiful rose that was once a bud and who needed to go through every single thing she went through in order to become that flower, that rose who opened up and is ready to share with the world that, hey, you don't have to go there. You don't have to stay there. Even if you go there, even if um, society dictate to you, let you know that, hey, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough where your family came from. You're not going to be no one. Even if you got these words from family members and all telling you that, hey, you're not no one. You know, even from the church, the church, if, even if you've been through the church and get the church hurt or what have you, that don't have to be your story. That don't have to be your story. You don't have to stay there. You that doesn't have to be your story. That doesn't have to be your story. No. Like right, right here between the eyeballs on that. That doesn't have to be your story. No. Don't die there. Don't no. die there. Don't go there. No. <laughs> your story. That is so powerful. You said, "I went through everything so that I could be the fl a flower." Mm. And so God isn't like, okay, throwing all this bad stuff at you, but he will use it if you'll let him, he'll utilize it to produce a flower. And I think about a flower because you said flower and Delisha, don't they smell beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they smell beautiful and they look beautiful. You know, when you look at it as a small budget, you're like, oh. I don't even have no looks, you know, <laughs> but as soon as that thing open, whew, mm. <laughs> I know, right? It looks beautiful. It smells beautiful, but you know what? That thing has literally been through the dirt, yeah. right? So the dark and mm -hmm. the worms <laughs> and the droughts and the floods. And, the and that's where it's cold, <laughs> But it's kept pushing through. Just like you did, just like you out there who are listening, there's a flower ready to bloom, and that's you, just like Delisha, a flower ready to bloom. So let's move forward here in the time that we have left. How did you get involved in the anthology of the Women of the Power Voice? And tell us a little bit about your chapter. So I recall seeing a post. Um, 
someone sent a post to me. I can't remember who it was. And I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't go in this anthology. I said, I really would love to go, you know, because this is the woman of the power voice. But right now I can't because I have some other financial obligation. And so I recall just putting that out of my mind. And I remember someone else sending me another post and say, sis, don't get out this, don't get out, get on the wagon. <laughs> so I said, okay, God, because someone actually sent this to me again, you know, what are you saying? So I'm gonna trust you in it. And then I recall listening to John Tellerico again. He said, don't worry about the how, you know, just get on. And when I reached out to Yushika, one of the visionaries on the book as well. And she was like, Delisha, you know the opportunity is already here. It's up to you to take it. Don't worry about the how. And she reminds me about that. Don't worry about the how. And I say, well, how I don't worry about the how? <laughs> and she kept reminding me about what John Tellerico has instilled in us, what his teaching is. Don't let all those teaching just go to waste or just let them be words floating, but floating around. But let those words meditate in your mind understand what are they saying. And so as I began to say, you know what, I'm not gonna worry about the how. So whenever they had meeting, they were talking about the book, I showed up, I got the information. And I said, God, if you have me to be in this book, I need the money, you know. I said it from, I, well, yeah, I said it to him. And can I tell you when it was the first down payment? I can't remember how I got it, but I know the down payment was there and I was excited. And I was like, whew, Yushika. <laughs> Yushika. So I was like, wow, God, you are so amazing. You know, and he's just waiting there for us to speak. You know, he the the it's like the tools and the resources are there. But are you opening your mouth to say, hey, this is what I need? You know, and so when I open my mouth and say, yes, I'm going to be in it. When I made an agreement and say, yes, I'm willing to join. When I made agreement and say, yes, I'm able to join, to join. And don't worry about the baggage or the negative chatter, you know, and they're, they're going to be, like I said, they're going to be there, you know, because, you know, you have financial obligation that's just in your face flashing. No, this need to pay, that need to pay. And I said, I'm going to take this journey of faith. Because God allowed me to be in the presence of Mr. Les Brown, which was a divine connection. Mm -hmm. Now this book is a next divine alignment. Mm -hmm. And I said, ooh, okay, Holy Ghost. And so I decided to join the Power Voice. And it was such an amazing present, you know, just being in the company of great women of wealth, you know, different women coming from different backgrounds, mm -hmm. stories just pouring out on you and just um, encouraging you to say, you know what, your story does not have to dictate to you. And we have, we have, we literally have women and men to reach out there. And we're not going to let this be our last movement, but we're going to continue movement. We're going to have book one. We're going to have book two. We're going to have book three, you know? <laughs> So it's like, whoo, this is actually a movement, a movement that we all have been waiting on, you know, 
for far too long. I think I said this on the last live. For far too long, we allow our story to dictate to us, letting it tell us that, hey, keep it to ourselves, you know, and then the next generation is walking around lost because no one want to talk about it. No one want to share what they did together. No one want to encourage you. And I remember the time when I needed that encouragement, when I needed a word to say, Delisha, no, no, your pain. Yes, it hurt. Yes, it hurt, but baby girl, get up, get up. You can relax, you can rest, even though it wasn't no time to rest, you know, but you could take time out, but don't stay there. Don't stay there. So yeah. yeah that's so good. You can rest, but get up. Yeah. Get up again. Powerful. All right, give us a sneak peek into your chapter. So my chapter is talking about what's holding you back and why are you allowing it to hold back? I I came on and said that I allowed my mother's mental illness to hold me back and I allowed this to hold me back for 20 plus years. I asked God, why me? Why my happy family? Why my perfect home? And this is when I realized that, hey, your story does not have the power to to dictate to who you're gonna be or person's words don't have the power to dictate who you're gonna be. And this is when I one reach out for help, not because I was weak, but I needed wisdom. I needed to surround myself with persons who were stronger than I was. Mm -hmm. And I said to reach for help, not because you're weak, but just using wisdom. Then I said to follow your hearts and not follow your heart and not your wound. I remember that day, you know, just following my wound, wanted to commit suicide, but I was like, no, no, after that lady spoke life into me, I was like, no, God has me on this earth for a purpose, what it is that I'm here to do. And this is when I had to realize that I had to face every wound, even though they were ugly, even though they hurt, even though I cried every night, even though I couldn't walk or crawl or run out my bed, but I allowed everything I went through, I allowed the lessons to be learned in order to be the person I am today. And I talked about the wrong crew won't do. You know, I was hanging out with the wrong crew because I needed validation. I needed them to tell me, dictate to me and say, you are beautiful. You are, you, 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 you can't do this. You can't do that. And I allow those words to keep damaging me, keep putting me in a lower, keep putting me down to a lower state of low depression, low self low self-esteem. And so I allowed those words to keep cultivating me. And I was like, no. What can you learn from these people? Absolutely nothing. I had to change my circle, surround myself with positive persons who were going somewhere, who were going, who were at a place where I wanted to go and who could feed or nurture this seed that was inside of me. And then I talked about build yourself up, encourage yourself. You know, no one can do it better like you can. And no one's going to do it for you. If you don't get up out that bed and say, you know what, it hurt. You know what? Yes, the road's rocky. Yes, I'm afraid of the unknown. But at the end of the day, I need to move. I need to push because why? There's greatness on the other side. But if I don't move, if I don't push, then I'll never get there. So that's a little about my story. Oh my gosh, I love that. There's greatness on the other side. So keep pushing. That is so powerful, Delisha. That is so powerful. I, I'm like, okay, like I've got um, like four pages of notes here and we're winding down on our time. And I feel like I could sit and listen to you for like another couple of hours and just keep writing notes. This has been amazing. 
how do our viewers and listeners, how do they hook up with you and get the book or hook up with you and find out what you're doing? Yeah, so they can reach me on my website. That's deliciamarie.com. Um, I have an Instagram Instagram page and also a Facebook page where I do lives, um, bringing different women who share their story and giving tips and tools on how they got up. I do that every Friday. And um, they can also reach me on LinkedIn or YouTube or TikTok. I'm happy, willing, and available to help share, you know, lend you a listening ear, whatever you need encouragement, I'm here for you. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. So basically you can find her everywhere. Felicia, thank you so much for being here today. This has been so eye-opening, such a treasure. We can press through to the other side and greatness is over there waiting for us. So powerful, beautifully said. Thank you for being on the show. And thank you for having me. I am blessed for this opportunity just to be in your presence. Thank you so much. Well, feeling is mutual. Thank you, dear. And thank you, our wonderful audience that have been here. I know. Yes, applause, applause for them. You have been taking notes and you have been learning a lot. Um, love yourself, speak up, get up, and go out there and help others. Remember, you're here on purpose, with a purpose, by design. So go on out there right now and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. Thanks for being here today. See you next time. Bye. Ascend Above the Crowd is the newest course by Pamela Hinkle. Ascend is a self paced email course that will come directly to your inbox and will change your mindset and your life. Each week, you will receive lessons, resources, challenges, and journal writings that will help you discover your purpose by design. It's your time to ascend above the crowd. To learn more about Ascend, go to www.purposewithpamela.com forward slash ascend. Pamela Hinkle is the founder of The Purpose Center. Pamela is a mindset mentor, author, speaker, minister, and transformation coach. Her weekly podcast, international radio show, and television show are a lifeline that changes lives and inspires people to discover their individual potential through realizing their purpose by design. Pamela is a natural motivator and has shown many how to find their niche and transform their lives. Although success is an uphill battle, Pamela gives the necessary strategies to flourish, cheering you on every step of the way. Pamela shares from her personal experiences, education, and life as a woman in leadership, utilizing decades of knowledge, taking the approach of, let's have coffee and chat. She will awaken your dreams and purpose by design. Are you ready for Pamela to help guide you? Email us at purposewpamela.office at gmail.com or go to her website at purposewithpamela.com.